wanna get high, man. That stimulates your mind. Get up, Chucky! What have we got here? A fucking comedian. <laughs> Rojan Kim. Alright guys, hi there, welcome to the Rojan Kim cast. It's me, your host, Rojan Kim. I got a lot of talk to you, talk a lot of talk to you. Uh, okay, I'm just, I'm exhausted. It's just too much shit going on. But I guess there was always shit going on. I guess there was like, at any given time, even in dinosaur days, if dinosaurs had phones, then just be like, yo, did you hear about that T-Rex that got eaten by that Tyrannosaur? And fucking Tyrannodan, they got Tyrannodan, Tyrannodon, right? Yeah, that pterodactyl. That's a type of pterodactyl. Yeah, he fucking crashed into a tree. And then did you hear about these fucking little shrews that are eating dinosaur eggs, you know? <laughs> We're gonna, you know? And then they'd just be fucking scrolling, scrolling. Oh, my God, did you hear about what happened to these dinosaurs over uh, in Indonesia? This fucking volcano exploded. They're all dying of it. You know, it's like, I think... It's just the technology that makes us fucking, you know, like we're fucking too hooked up, man. Too connected. <laughs> I mean, the irony of me doing this here on the, I'm doing podcast. I'm, it's a multimedia event here. And uh, of course, I understand that couldn't have any of this. Couldn't have any of this without the uh, child slaves making our machinery so let's give it up for the child slaves guys come on let's clap it up clap it up for the child slaves thank you thank you children um in asia and africa making our devices making our phones making making our lives this much better you know what i'm saying like we couldn't have any of this without you and if there's some way to get this message to them perhaps they could subscribe to my podcast (laughs) Or we could send them phones. Let's send them our old phones and let them use them as they work in the coltan mines in the Congo, you know? And they could listen to podcasts and stuff and fucking they could Instagram story. Like, this is the largest chunk of coltan that I found. Uh, living my best life, right? We, uh, I, uh, look at this chunk of coltan. It's going to make fucking 50 iPhones. Fuck yeah. And then, like, fucking let, let, the Chinese kids making our phones all have phones too, and then they could all be listening and Snapchatting and Insta storying. Them making phones like iPhone X Z is gonna be lit, motherfuckers, you know. And that unfortunately shot on an Android, but you know we're we're gonna get them up to speed though eventually. You know what I'm saying? At the the rate the rate we're fucking you know going, guys, it's at, we're all gonna be connected. Even the yeah Nike. Fuck yeah, man. Well, that's so old, though. Nike is like 20 years ago. We done knew about that. And then we cared for a little bit. And then we stopped caring. And then we're just like, fuck, fuck it. Fuck it. Nike um, is uh, sponsoring Colin Kaepernick, you know, the part of the revolution. Except for those kids. I mean, th- well, those kids are adults now. And those kids, I feel like, had 20 years to get out of that factory. <laughs> They could have gotten out of that factory. They could have gotten out of the factory. And you know what? They fucking ended up sending their kids to work in that same factory. So how bad could it really be? Right? That's what... Is that... Do we need... uh, (laughs) Do we need to pussyfoot around what's actually the truth here? We don't care. We don't really care. We don't... um, And think about how little it might take for things to just flip around 
and for us to one day be making iPhones for the Chinese. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's not going to be that long before the shit might just go topsy-turvy. Things change in an instant. Things fucking change in an instant, man. California used to be North Mexico. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's um, very possible that things could change at any moment. Um, like, I, I'm trying to follow the news, and it's not easy because there's this thing with this guy who got killed, right? There's a journalist who got, who got killed in Istanbul, Jamal Khashoggi. Dude was a journalist. Dude was a journalist, and he was, um, I guess, critical of the new government. And then he went into the consulate, the Saudi consulate in Istanbul to get, like, his marriage license, and then he disappeared. And then there, the Saudi government was like, dude, we don't know what happened to him. And then the Turks were like, no, nah, we got audio of you straight up torturing and killing him. Like, they even had details, like, you cut his fingers off first. <laughs> And then you injected him, and then you cut his head off, and then the doctor dude was like, hey, y'all, listen to music while you do <laughs> Like, they had all these, they obviously had the place bugged. And then the Saudis were like, all right, uh, he was, okay, no, he was, all right, it was, we were like interrogating him, and then the shit went wrong. And then the Turks were like, all right, we also have video Okay, we got everything. We got we fully know you guys. Fifteen dudes came in, murdered this dude, chopped him up into tiny little pieces, put him in bags, took him out of the country. Because there's no body. Because then there because the Saudi government's like, okay, yeah, he died. He died. He died, but the motherfucker was crazy and he took on fifteen dudes. He took on fifteen dudes and he was trying to kill him all. He was just fucking like John Wick, man. I mean, none of us, none of our side died. No, he died within minutes. Sure. And where's his body? Oh, we chopped it up into pieces. But that's just because shit went crazy. You know, sometimes things get so intense that you don't know what's happening. Next thing you have a bone saw in your hand, you're listening to fucking Skrillex and you're sawing some guy's femur off. You don't fucking know. You know what I mean? You've never been in that situation. You've never been in a fucking situation where... Someone's handed you a bone saw and you've had to put in your AirPods if I get and go to work. That's never happened. I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry if that's never happened to you. But that's that's what happened, okay? So he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. And um, I don't know. We don't. Nobody really cares. I mean, people care in the sense that somebody died. <laughs> that's bad. I mean, it's bad. Somebody died. And when one person dies, that's that's uh, a tragedy but when a million die that's a statistic right that's what joseph stalin said and stalin of course is from the great country of russia and russia no stranger to murdering journalists left and right you uh if you're a journalist in russia that's just one of the parts of the job descriptions like are you okay with being murdered and you have to be like yeah okay i'll be murdered and they're like all right you got the job and they're like okay i'm a journalist now <clears throat> in Russia, I guess so. But if you get murdered, you're doing a good job, right? I mean, that's that's the whole thing. Around the world, if you're a journalist and you get murdered, you're doing a wonderful job. That's, I mean, that's, like, motherfuckers are just, jur- like, journalists are killed all the time. The U.S. wishes it could kill journalists. I mean, that's one of the things, you know, ever since Nixon, they're like, God, I wish I could, could kill a journalist, right? Nixon wanted to kill all those journalists. I'm sure Trump 
wants to murder some journalists himself. I mean, I think he's actually said it, uh, which is great. Honest. That's just honest. <laughs> an honest guy. That's what he is. I think that, uh, I don't know. We're not going to really do much about this. Nothing much is going to happen. You know? In fact, if you think about the state of American journalism, lack thereof, I mean, what is it, man? American journalism. I mean, to me, journalism in America died after 9-11 when we went to war in Iraq and the New York Times... The, the supposedly liberal newspaper, right, of this country was calling for war in Iraq. Even though the evidence the evidence to go to Iraq was, you know, flimsy at best, later found out to be complete bullshit. Um, and, you know, and a lot of people are like, well, we didn't know. We really did think we had to go. Yeah, we really did think because the government said so. But then surely there must be some kind of check against the government. Surely there must be some sort of institution that exists that we have that's supposed to be there to check the things that the government says. You know, maybe be like, hey, is that true? Is that true what you said about uh, going to Iraq and, uh, you know, that they have weapons of met, that they had, they were connected to 9-11? Is that actually true? Should we investigate this further? Um, I, I don't know. Somebody's supposed to do that. I think journalists, journalists are supposed to do that. But... Um, they, I don't know. I don't know what happened. You know, I don't know. America's uh, a patriotic country, you know, and nothing fucking ignites patriotism like getting kicked in the nuts. You know what I'm saying? Like you get fucking, we got kicked in the nuts in 9-11 and we were like, who the fuck did it? And the government was like, Iraq did it, man. And then we're like, yeah, you fuck, fuck Iraq. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me just check the papers, make sure that. Uh, that's true and check the paper the paper's like yep you're right there I'm like yep let's go we're going to war woo and that was 2003 15 years ago uh, and then fast forward blah 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 insurgency ISIS blah 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 you know it's a shit show it's Syria I, it's all going down I mean there's a quote there's a quote oh I got a quote quote what's the quote say the quote Mm, the quote says, oh, news is something somebody doesn't want printed. All else is advertising. You know who that was? William Randolph Hearst. You know the fuck Hearst did? William Randolph Hearst was the biggest owner of newspapers in the country at one time. Yellow journalism. You ever hear about that shit? Yellow journalism. Um, that's not news about Asian people. That's um, news about, well, actually, some of it was about Asian people. Some of it was about uh, excluding Asian people, Chinese Exclusion Act. Yeah, we don't want those chinks here. Um, oh, am I going to get kicked off? Ah, fuck it. Um, we don't want them here. You know, and they printed all this racist shit about marijuana. Uh, William Randolph Hearst was instrumental. I'm sure you all know the story. It's fucking, he was a newspaper magnet. DuPont created, uh, first of all, nylon, which replaced hemp rope. And then secondly, the chemical process to make paper. Um, from Timber, which William Randolph Hearst bought. He bought a shitload of cheap timber property, like a bunch of wood. Suddenly they got this fucking chemical formula that turns the wood into papers. Suddenly that paper 
becomes you know part of the manufacturing process of William Randolph Hearst's newspaper so he can make uh, even greater profit and so on and so forth. All at the expense of marijuana, all at the expense of, yes, what people in the, at the time called cannabis, what we call marijuana. He fucking wrote articles saying that marijuana makes a, a black man look a white man in the eye. I mean, it does, but why is that bad, right? Uh, or that white women will want to get together with non-white dudes. And it does, but that's what's wrong with that, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Makes people hang out together regardless of race and listen to music. Those fuckers. Yeah, stop them. So, you know, they use racist propaganda to stop that shit. That was William Randolph Hearst. Who, so, he fully, full, he understands propaganda. He understands what that shit is. You know? Um, so... There you go. William Randolph Hearst. The the history of journalism in this country, you know, it's supposed to be one of it's like a further check on the systems of power. But instead, now it's been co opted by the man man. No, it's been, no, I think it's all fucking profit. It's all for profit. Everything's for profit. Ah uh, ugh. Everything's for profit. We just you know Back, I guess, before there was corporate news, you know, there was, like, independent news sources that really felt like, oh, we're doing this for the truth, the justice. You know, they didn't make a, they didn't make a ton of money, but they stayed afloat, and they delivered hard-hitting news to people, right? Stuff that it took muckrakers, journalists. You know, that's the reason why we have the fucking, uh, like, food regulations, because motherfuckers were up in those nasty-ass you know, factory farm places. This is before factory farming, just nasty ass conditions of factories and farms and all that shit. Like that's all from people going in there, exposing that shit. You think that the people that own those businesses wanted motherfuckers to expose that shit? No, they didn't, but they did. Some of those fuckers got beaten up. Some of them got murdered. And here we are today where another one of them, real motherfucking journalist, Got chopped up into tiny little pieces <laughs> in Turkey and turned into shish kebab, really. I mean, I don't know. God, what the fuck did they do with the body? What did they do? Chopped him up in little pieces, put him in 15 suitcases, put him on a private plane, what, flew him back, I guess, to Saudi Arabia, and then what? Then what? The, and the whole thing was they didn't want anybody to find out about this, so the thing is they did it all in secret. They tortured and killed this motherfucker in secret, you know, and then it just kind of it got out. I don't know. It's hard to know. It's pretty gangster. It seems like they wanted people to know. It's pretty public. I mean, not very. I feel like there's way better secretive ways to, to do do this than to just disappear somebody. Whew. All right, let me take a little break here. Okay, we're back. All right. Uh, I just want to talk about more politics i don't know why i don't know why i'm part of me is like i'm so torn okay politics i feel about politics the same way i do about social media part of me wants to engage and the other part of me is just like so sick of it i just ugh. so here's the whole thing midterm elections are coming up soon and democrats what the fuck's going on what is going on democrats you know what I'm saying? Like, what is going on? What? There's no strategy. I don't see any. First of all, the Democrats lost an election 
to Donald Trump. <laughs> okay? We can't pretend like that wasn't the Democrats' election to win. It was theirs to win. We had just had a black president on the precipice, and they were, yeah, they were pushing the whole fucking woman president thing. They were pushing the whole thing, you know, and, the, and then they spent, outspent Trump and everything. They fucking lost. They lost. And the whole time they were like, we're not going to lose. There's no way we can lose. Nobody thought we can lose. And the whole media was like, we're not going to lose. Nobody. And you did. Why? How come? Could it be because there's no strategy? Could it be because you just ignored the entire world? Not the world, but the the people who get, get people voted, like the middle of the country. You sort of you call them deplorables and racists, and you know, could it could it be that because fucking you know Bernie maybe should have gotten the nomination instead of Hillary, who nobody really wanted? And then what they ended, what people ended up saying is that if you don't like Hillary, you're you're a fucking misogynist or like you you know you hate women or some shit. You know, just really pissing a bunch of people off. That's all they had. That's not a fucking strategy. That's bullying. That's all that is. It's fucking trying to bully people into voting the way you think they should vote and then really attacking them if they have thoughts of their own, right? I mean, that's, it's just a complete lack of strategy. Not, not only is it a complete lack of strategy on the parts of the blue team, it's also, uh, they're just reactive. It's all it is. All it is is they just react to whatever Trump does and, and go, oh my God, look at what he did. Isn't it bad? Isn't it bad? And they're hoping people will be like, yeah, it's bad, and then, and then we'll vote him out. But that's not what happened that's not what's going to happen, right? It's not enough. It's not enough to just be like, oh, that guy's bad, and then be like, yeah, they're bad. But that's not enough to motivate people to go vote. you got to give people something, a message, right? I mean, Obama had the hope and change thing, right? Did it work out? Is that what happened? I mean, he was obstructed, sure. But was he also just a politician? Yeah. And I think that's the thing. You can't become president of the United States unless you're a politician, and all politicians will disappoint because politicians are not fucking dictators. You know what I'm saying? They're not um, small business owners. They can do. They, they can't just do whatever they want. You know, they're beholden to a certain set of people, certain set of say Jews. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I I mean. Certain certain set of sets of them like Iranians, maybe I mean not Iranians, Israelis. What? Oh my God, it's over for me. Um, there's no future for me in uh, entertainment anymore. I apologize. Well, that's the whole. Okay, I'm gonna backtrack a little bit to this whole Turkey thing because and the dem. I'm, this is gonna make sense. All right, it's all there's this whole geopolitical thing that's really not being talked about. I mean, it is somewhat, but I wish there was more talk about how what's really. Uh, going on, according to some people, is a proxy war between Iran and Saudi Arabia. It's really what it is. Iran, they are not Arabs. They're Persians. They're also Shiite Arabs. No, Shiite Muslims. Oh, but don't listen to me. I'm a fucking moron. All right. Anyway, Saudi Arabia is a bunch of Sunnis, right? The fucking, uh, there's a particular type of Sunnism that they sort of spread around the world that... Um, is like cool with terrorism. You know what I mean? They're actually one of the main sponsors of terrorism uh, in the world. And we actually know this. And then we also accuse Iran of it without much evidence. I mean, I guess they do it too. I guess that's just what everybody does over there. What they call terrorism or what one might call asymmetrical warfare, right? That's what it is. But anyways, hegemony or dominance. Right, dominance of the world. That's what it's all about, right? 
So that's what I feel like sometimes the democratic strategy is like, it's just a form of dominance. There's no, there's no like, hey, come on board our team. This is what we need to do. It's more like, hey, that guy's a fucking piece of shit. We got to get rid of him. Come on. And then some people are like, I don't know if he's a piece of shit. I feel like maybe I can't believe everything politicians tell us. And then other people are like, yeah, fuck you. You know, they just want to take down. I mean, I, don't, I can't speak for everybody who's out there voting. I personally am really jaded with the whole thing. Neither side is doing anything for me. Look at what Elizabeth Warren did. Elizabeth Warren came out with the whole DNA test thing saying she is part Native American. Now Donald Trump owes a million dollars to charity like he said. And then Trump's like, I ain't doing shit. I ain't doing shit. I ain't doing that. See? And Elizabeth Warren was like, no, I am uh, part Native American. And I know it doesn't mean anything. Like Native Americans don't actually want to use DNA or blood as a form of identification of being a Native American because that was actually imposed on them by their colonial masters, right? That's That was imposed on them, this one drop rule. You know, that that's like a racist colonial thing. So they're like, no, man, to us tribes are social. And so it's not, it's not about blood. Anyways, that's all besides the point. I mean, that's really besides the point because the thing is, why did you... I mean, I think it was a strategic move. They were like, right before the midterm elections, we're going to do something and make Elizabeth Warren look good. She is, and make Donald Trump look bad. And instead, it just fucking backfired because it made her look stupid because the Cherokee Nation came out and was like, dude, you're not one of us. Even though Elizabeth Warren said up front, she's like, I know it doesn't mean I'm a tribe, but look, I got it in my blood. So then what's the point? What is the point? Who cares? Why? Right? Like It's like just, it's almost like, a cynical person might say it's just another white person trying to use the tiny bit of minority heritage that they have to claim either some benefit or some kind of perspective or something to make a claim, right? That they're not totally white, but she's white. She's white. It's almost the definition of this white feminism thing. It's almost, it's crazy. Right there, Elizabeth Warren, the lady who I thought was taking on the banks, the lady who I thought could be the next president, the lady who I thought was like, dude, just play cool and you could do it. But instead, she plays this weird race card and then it just blows up in her face and Trump calls her Pocahontas 10 more times and then we just move on. Nobody gives a fuck, right? And that's the Democrat. That's what they got. Two weeks before the election. Where are we? We're so close to the elections and they got nothing, right? It's pathetic. Billions of dollars they got. Billions of dollars, and I don't know what they're going to do, okay? So this election is theirs to win, and it's going to be close, and that's so pathetic. Jesus Christ, get it together. How corrupt are you? That's what I have to wonder. How corrupt are these goddamn politicians, The fucking both parties, both parties which aren't that different, really. They both want war. They both fucking they want to keep the war on drugs going on. They're neither are going to do anything drastic about climate change. You know, no, they're not going to do anything that the people really want them to do because they're beholden to the people who pay, um, whatever their fucking campaign finance, you know, fees and the people who pay fucking lobbying fees and whatever. There's money. It's fucking money. Right. And there's the whole like, you know, register to vote thing. People are clamoring, you know, and it's, yeah, man, register to vote. But what if those voters don't vote the way you want? What if the Democrats registered all these new voters and then it turned out they ended up voting Republican? 
how would they feel about that? Some of them, I dare say, would want to cancel democracy. I really do think that, you know, I really do think that. I think that there's people out there who are so righteous in their moral indignation and feel that they know better than everybody else. And that if you don't think the way they think, then you don't deserve to think or live. Maybe, maybe you don't even deserve, you know, you don't deserve it. That's that you should be put down. You should be squat. It's sort of like when, you know, I, um, when I first got my dog Badger, he was a puppy you know, I take him to the dog park and he would just run and run and run. You know, he's a puppy. He's a puppy. And then, you know, he'd do a couple circles and then this fucking older female dog, a bitch, this bitch, would come and just grab him by the neck and just put him down, right? It's always the same bitch. And this would happen over and over. And what she wanted was for everybody in the dog park to just chill. That was her thing. She just wanted, and she did, did by force. Right, and she would do this day after day until one day. Until one day, he didn't take it. He couldn't take it anymore, and he fought back, you know. And then he'd wrestle her, and they'd start wrestling. And eventually, you know, after getting his ass kicked over and over, he was able to turn the tables on her and kick her ass, right? And all she wanted was domination, right? Once Badger was able to dominate her. Then she started following him around. She's following him around and we're like, hey, what are you doing? Hey, hey, what are you doing? And he was just like, ugh, get away from me. Ugh, get away. Okay? And sometimes that's how it feels, right? When you're sort of forced to have a certain point of view. You, like, have to. It's socially acceptable. The socially acceptable point of view in a free society. It's an oxymoron that you can't think differently. There's guys out there. There's people out there, you know, in uh, going out there doing comedy. There's the closeted Republicans everywhere. <laughs> closeted Republicans, closeted whatever, you know? People just being closeted. That's really what's happening. It's, everything's out in secret. That's why you couldn't predict... What would happen with the election? Because everybody had to be closeted, right? And no one would tell the truth in, in polls. And no one would, you know, because there's this public shaming going on, right? And that's sort of how we're operating now. Public shaming because of the exposure of social media. Hi. And, you know, all this. Just rampant exposure. Sure. Public shaming. And, look, honestly, it's not cool to be racist, right? Let's not be sexist. Let's not be dicks, right? Let's be cool. Let's be cool with each other. There's nothing wrong with that, but by any means necessary is that, I don't know, freedom means that the fucking racist gets to be part of society, right? That's the price of freedom, right? I mean, that's just got to be, that's got to be the price of freedom, guys, right? I mean, we can't have, it's got to be all or nothing. I just don't fucking... I don't know. All right. So anyways, guys, register to vote. <laughs> register to vote because, you know, you never know what's going to... Especially, you know, if you live in a, a state where 
it's already democratic. You're going to make a world of difference. And, you know, I think, uh, I don't know. It's up to you. It's up to you. It could be just the one vote that makes a difference as to whether or not we're all in a fiery holocaust, some kind of either nuclear, climate. Those are the two top things. I mean, it's probably going to be something that we have no idea. It could be, um, I don't know, some kind of algorithm maybe. All right. Okay. Well, I'm having some technical difficulties here. Here's something that's getting my goat. Do I come across across as angry? Because I'm not really... (coughs) (coughs) I'm not really angry. I'm not. I'm actually just super excited and emphatic. Emphatic is the word. Look it up. I'm not actually... Like, I'm not filled with rage. I feel like uh, if you've been friends with Asians, you would know that most people have sort of... uh, It's either like... Uh-huh, 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 or what? But like, there's no like in between for most people. You know what I mean? Like because they don't have any Asian friends. So I recommend having getting some Asian friends, and then you can see there's a perfectly uh, normal range of emotions that a lot of us are capable of experiencing. Not not all of us, admittedly, but that's true kind of across the board. I mean, autism's on the rise. Now, you can't blame that in Asia. Okay, that's. I don't know. I mean, we don't know. It's a mystery. The mystery is what it is. Um, uh, all right. Last thing. You ever hear about... Um, what? You ever hear about... Okay, you ever hear people say... Like, say, oh, for instance, I was talking with a friend about the financial crisis. And you ever hear somebody go, well, those people shouldn't have signed up for those loans. You know, if they shouldn't have signed up for those loans and they got what was coming to them when they lost everything, 
when they bought those homes they couldn't afford or when they got that credit card or whatever. Hear that stuff? Hear people say stuff like that? Well, I think it's bullshit. <laughs> no, there's some element of personal responsibility. I agree. Right? I agree. But if you extend that logic, that means there could be a reckoning one day of something, say, like, say the, the UN says, hey, we got to stop America from basically consuming all the world's resources. Half the world's resources is com- consumed by America. They have a tiny population comparatively, but they're consuming half the world's shit. We got to do something, right? And then they come after us, and then they decide, you know what? The people have to pay because they knew the whole time. They should have known. They knew they were consuming four times the resources as everybody else. They should have done something, right? And that, to me, is fucking bullshit. It's putting the responsibility onto the people instead of the power, okay? Because there is a power structure. Let's not be fucking... We're not all just individuals. There's obviously a government. There's businesses. There's states. There's organizations. There's all these things, okay? And they're talking about... This goes with the climate change. They're like, uh, it's up to you to fucking put that can in the recycling bin and then you know watch everything get solved right like it's as if, as if that's a it's up to you you got to stop eating meat all right you got to stop driving cars you got to stop doing that you got to stop breathing out carbon dioxide you got to breathe it all into a bag now right right like it's like you just fuck you okay the structures were created by the powers that be both the state and private enterprise have created structures to guide our behavior they create laws that tell us what we can and can't do right they create the framework they can't blame us for the way we act, right? If it was completely illegal to trash the environment and do shit that harms the psychology, the mental health of people, whatever, like we wouldn't do it because that's the lot. We would just go with the guidelines, okay? But in some respects, it's just the fucking wild west out there for consumers. Like what do we do in the face of, I don't know, any number of things, we have too many things coming at us at any given time, and the only answer there is is to buy shit or to medicate ourselves or whatever, you know, and then maybe you could go to the traditional stuff. People turn to the traditional, um, you know, either cultural or religious or whatever it is that gives you meaning, it gives you some foothold in life, it gives you something in this crazy fucking existence where we're hurtling through Maybe it's some kind of simulation. Maybe just fucking we're on a flat earth. I don't know. Maybe we're in a cube. Maybe whatever. Regardless what it actually is, we're here. You know. Here's the thing. Like, we all know to fucking stop at an intersection and let the other cars go and all that. We all know that. But can you imagine if you just removed all the traffic lights? It'd be fucking chaos. In fact, we used to have that. We used to have a situation where there were no traffic lights and it was utter chaos, traffic. We guys fucking we had to get send people out there to direct traffic, okay? Cuz it's it becomes a clusterfuck because that's human behavior on a large scale. On a large scale like that, it needs to be guided, okay? It needs boundaries. It needs fucking you know, it needs to fucking have rails that we can go on. 
Okay. Otherwise, we're just off the rails. We'll fucking crash into anything, set shit on fire. We don't give a fuck. We're just, we don't think in long term. People don't think individually in the long term. It's not for them to, right? And if anything, that's the responsibility of something like the state. Because do you think private, the private sector has that responsibility? Like, I don't think the market ultimately feels it's responsible to try to nudge human behavior in certain ways which may be favorable than others right i mean the market might may decide there may be a collective i mean some people say like yeah they will eventually but i think if you could turn a quick buck most people will do that like that's gonna be what people do so you know i think in the end all we have is each other fuck that like i don't by that it's us that needs to change all our behavior i mean we will we will but let us give us the fucking whatever we need the infrastructure give us the fucking patents give us the we've been able to do this we've had cars that could run on water for since the 70s okay so let us do it okay stop fucking blaming people and then giving them the same fucking gasoline you know the same fucking factory farming, whatever, stop blaming them and telling them they have to change their behavior. Like you got to go vegan to save the world and stop, stop factory farming and ease the suffering of the planet. You, you have to do like, I have to do that. You don't have to change anything. You, the one who has the factory and the fucking money and you don't have to, I'm the guy who needs to eat, but you're the one who's saying I have to change. Okay. It's fuck. It's bullshit. Okay. All right. So that's my, <laughs> that's my parting message to you that don't fall for the bull- bullshit. But, and the flip side of this is that what is important is humanity. People, we are the ones that are important. They're telling us that it's up to you to change your behavior. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's up to us to fucking get those motherfuckers out. That's what it is. So voting, yeah, vote, vote them out, whoever they are. But maybe it needs to be a little more than that. I don't know. Make some art, makes cause a ruckus, and you know, cause whatever it is in this new media landscape. You know, there's many ways to get attention. Please don't do anything violent. Um, I mean, I can't stop you if you're a psycho, okay? But just don't. Come on. Um, we're on the verge of something, right? And it could go one way or the other. It could be really good. Or it could be be really bad. That's, you know, that's what it feels like. And I'm hoping for the good because I feel like we haven't nuked ourselves so far. We've got so many ways we could kill ourselves with um, anthrax, Botox. Did you know Botox is so poisonous that just a little uh, less than, I don't know, like a handful could kill the entire world? There, yeah. People just inject it in their face. If I get... Stab off death. Isn't that weird? The most deadly poison in the world. Just a tiny, tiny little bit of it. Uh, kills your face so that you feel young. I don't know how that works. Does it stop wrinkles? I don't understand. But it's poison. And we long ago could have killed ourselves many times over. And we haven't. So there's hope. That's what I think. In the end, I believe there's hope for humanity. There's hope for us all. Um, thank you so much for listening to the Rosen Kim cast. Thank you very much for um, your support and you know follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram at Rosen Kim. 